Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it, episode 16, coming your way. But before we get into the show, thank you to all my listeners for tuning in to this episode. is isn't possible to have this show without you guys be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming platform so you can be notified whenever I drop a new pod. Also, leave a review as well. Rate five stars. That would be super helpful. Help your boy out here. Go rate five stars. So, California started football practice, full pads. It's happening, guys. This just happened last week. We're getting outdoor sports in California, and a big part of that happening was due to the efforts of a nonprofit called Let Them Play. You guys have heard me talk about them before on the show. They started popping around all around the country, organizing for youth sports with the in states with the strictest lockdowns. So now, Let Them Play has refocused their efforts to indoor sports, and that's what we're talking about today. I have head coach of Moore Park High School, Ryan Moore, on the show. We had a really great conversation. Coach, coach Moore is a, a class act. Uh, I got to know him during my time at West Coast Elite. Uh, he coached with us for, uh, for some time there as well. He, he's been involved with Let Them Play, uh, organizing, kind of the, leading their team on the indoor sports, the basketball side of things. And like I said, we had a really great conversation. Uh, we talked about what they're doing as far as promoting um, safe return for indoor sports. Talked about uh, the survey that was sent out, gathering data from all different coaches across the country. And uh, we also talked about uh, maybe some people here <laughs> in California who have been a little bit too flippant uh, with their liberties, in quotes, and playing pickup games maybe when you shouldn't be being a bit more careful, you know. So uh, we touched on that as well. So some of you might get in your feels. You, you, you hear us calling you out. Um, but, hey, we want safe return to play. So go ahead, listen to the show. I hope you guys like it. And without further ado, here's uh, episode 16 with uh, Coach Ryan Moore. All right, you guys, you heard it in my introduction, but welcome, Coach Ryan Moore. It's great to have you on. How you doing, Coach? I'm good. All things considered, I'm good. I appreciate you having me on, Bryce. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. We got some really, uh, really good topics, really awesome conversation. But before we get into that, um, <laughs> I'm going to start us off a little, a little bit of a fun one, so I'm, okay. a, I'm a big USC fan, and you okay. coached Drake London, and I, I just got to say, man, the, what an amazing athlete. I, he is so fun to watch. Um, you, you guys must have had, there must have been like some legendary dunk contests in your gym, 
Am I right? I don't know that there were I don't know that there were contests, but he would have won. I think it was him <laughs> against him sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean everything you said about him athletically is certainly true. Uh, as a basketball coach, I'm I'm only mildly disappointed that that you know the rest of the world doesn't get to see what we saw every day. Uh, but I think he's making a very sound uh, decision. But but everything about him athletically is is top notch, and and the only thing it's it's uh, surpassed by is who he is as a person and what, and who, you know, who he was raised to be by his family and, and Cindy and Dwan, his parents and his sister, Michaela are just, they are for a first class family through and through. It's not a, uh, not a coincidence. He's such a great young man. Yeah. I just, I mean, the only thing I think got me upset was, uh, that he didn't get first team, uh, pack 12 this year. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was yeah. absolute nonsense. Uh, well, that I he didn't you. I'm win glad that. someone else thinks like me. I tend to bang the drum pretty loudly for him. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how that didn't even happen with all the uh, clutch plays and catches he made alone. Um, but the funny thing is, you know, you and I probably care more than, than Drake does. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I, I don't mean multiple times he's dragging five guys on him to touchdowns and, and you don't get first team with that. I, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, nope. But nope. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just had to bring that one up uh, just because I'm a huge USC football fan. Um, oh, so so am I, and um, you know, I Drake London makes it real easy to root for him to keep rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Coach. So um, now into the meat of the conversation. So you you are one of the representatives for uh, let them play. Um, California, we've seen these organizations kind of pop up around the, the states with the highest um, or the strictest lockdowns, I could say. So um, tell me a little bit of how, how you got involved. Uh, I know you mentioned to me that with all the, the, the lobbying kind of towards getting football going, um, you felt kind of left out and, and probably others who felt left out. So uh, tell me a little bit of how, how you got started getting into this sort of position that you're in absolutely uh you know the thing i keep saying to my wife's heard me say it a million times but it, it anybody that knows me it doesn't surprise them uh that my big mouth is what got me in in this situation uh and uh when like like we were talking about like you mentioned we kind of started to see a shifting in the political landscape a little bit uh and felt like indoor sports were about to get left behind and I mentioned in, in a let them play Facebook group that's grown to 60,000 people that, uh, you know, I made that observation out loud. And uh, for about an hour, it was the worst of the Internet. And people calling me names, people calling each other names, people, you know, not quite understanding. You know, I, I didn't mean it to be an insult to anybody or to the movement, but just wanted to advocate for, you know, uh, for our guys playing basketball and other indoor sports, because I felt like, you know, at least it would more part basketball we had been on. Uh, pretty much from day one with Let Them Play. And it had a Zoom call with our local state senator, Henry Stern, who was you know gracious enough to listen to our young men. And, and they convinced him to sign on to the Let Them Play bill. So it was kind of, we kind of felt like our maybe our support was counted on and then wasn't utilized for our own good. Um, uh, and and that, that was probably a mistake on on my part it, it wasn't necessarily the let them play movement but you know some legislative decisions that that are well above my pay grade but anyway 
the good that came from that post was that Brad Hensley, who who runs the business of Let Them Play out of San Diego, called me up and basically said, congrats, you, you've now nominated, nominated yourself as team captain for basketball. We don't have anybody. You spoke up. Here's two women that have been working on this behind the scenes, and Jenna Carson and uh, Nancy Visenor up north, and uh, you know, get in touch with them and see what happens. And yeah. then he, we basically said, okay, talk to you later. And he started a group text and, um, you know, spoke to them. And, and we kind of just got running, figuring out what, you know, what football's plan of attack was that was successful, what worked, what didn't, and, and how we could apply that to basketball. Yeah, and, and that's I think that's what was so cool about what was going on is that um, this is something that wasn't super talked about, you know, especially in California. There wasn't a whole lot of people speaking about bringing sports back um, until Let Them Play kind of emerged. And the mass amount of support that came out of that, I believe, was a large reason in, in getting outdoor sports going. So um, is that something you guys hope to replicate for, for indoor sports? Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach Gladnick from Torrey Pines, uh, the football coach at Torrey Pines, and then Coach Walsh up at Sarah up in Northern California, the football coach up there have, uh, you know, opened up their arms to us, opened up everything that was going on. And, and the amazing thing for them, I've been in, I, I don't know how many different group text messages I'm in with those guys, with different people here or there, the PR firm, uh, you know, Brad Hensley, some parents, some involved parent groups, um, and, and those guys haven't abandoned the cause has really been the bright spot. Uh, they're, they're helping us. They're telling us, you know, the, the part of the key thing, they're telling us what didn't work for them uh, and what maybe slowed down the process at times. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, really, really trying to follow the blueprint they laid um, as best as best we can. And, you know, obviously there's got to be some adaptation because of, you know, the numbers, you know, just with the virus and everything are different and protocols are, you know, ever evolving. And, um, you know, obviously we've had to adapt some things specific to basketball, but really in terms of, a, uh, I don't want to call it a marketing plan, but, you know, a, 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 a plan to get our message out there. Um, I, I think we've been pretty effective using what the tools they've given us and, and the, the blueprint they had, they had definitely put down. Yeah, and I see you frequently posting on your Twitter on, you know, a daily uh, sort of thing is uh, an, an updated kind of case rate and, and also showing, like, comparing to other states. Like, this state ha allows uh, less than 21, I think it was Connecticut, less than 21 per 1,000 people. And California's is, is less than one case per 1,000 uh, which to me is a pretty crazy number uh, that maybe like one county in the whole state uh, will meet uh, like uh, one of that, that small county up like by uh, um, by like Nevada in the, mm -hmm. <laughs> that like has had no cases or, or no or I don't, I don't think it was no cases. They had like no deaths or anything. So maybe one or two counties could meet that. But what, what would you think is a more reasonable expectation? Well, I, I think you know, you hit the nail on the head that the, the under one per hundred thousand, we're not going to be playing basketball this summer, you know, un until, 
testing is stopped and, and this, that, and the other. And, and I'm not an advocate saying, oh, you know, the testing is skewing the data. I'm not, I'm not trying to go there at all. But mm-hmm. really, we're not one, one case per 100,000 is going to be a pretty tough metric to reach. And, you know, our Nancy's done a heck of a job digging into the data. And, and I got to give some love to Patrick. Uh, the girls coach out at uh, Apple Valley, who's who's been helping us with all the, you know, compile all this data as well. But other states had a much higher threshold. Arizona, who probably compares to us, you know, especially in Southern California, climate wise, uh, population density is obviously a little bit different. But they were at 21 per 100,000 when they greenlit basketball. And, you know, I, I just think there's and, and sometimes I got to remember to say I, I always, you know, think that everybody knows that I mean it. This is all about a safe return to play. This isn't, mm-hmm. hey, I don't care what the case rate is and I don't care what the data tells us. Our kids need to be on the court. No, mm-hmm. this is this is let's get our kids on the court safely. And other states have given us a, a, a roadmap on how to do it safely with even higher case rates than we have right now. You know, the good news is the case rates are dropping in California all over the place. That's that's good news, regardless of sports or not. That's good news. So, um, you know, we're just hopeful that we can we can find a little bit different metric. We're the only state in the in the country with basketball in the most restrictive tier. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, we're just trying to. Try to get some key people to revisit that. I'm, I'm glad that you made that. That I glad that you just said what you said and that you're not denying the data. You're not denying the science per se, because I, I think maybe there's a um, a stigma out there that anyone who, who wants sports to return is just a, a science denier. Uh, the virus is a hoax uh, in in that camp, um, and and that's not not the case at all. Um, Absolutely not, not. saying that's something yeah. we that's something we fight, and and we we get accused of all kinds of things, um, as as anybody does that that stands up for anything these days, uh, on any size, it's, it's too easy for, for people to try to tear them down with the way information is exchanged these days. But there's, you know, part of the reason we wanted to collect data from other coaches is, is we wanted to know, we want to know, we, we know what we think and we know what we hope, but we got to We got to know, we got to have, you know, these are kids we're talking about here. And if we're going to, if we're going to advocate for them, we got to have some proof that we're doing the right thing for them. And I, I think that's what we're finding out as, as we compile this data. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. I, I'm, I'm awesome. I think it's really cool that you guys were reaching out. I, I, I got that, that survey text. I started reaching out to out of state coaches uh, to Thank try to you. collect Thank that you. data. That's huge for us. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, what, what's the response been um, since that survey has been sent out? I mean, you, you'd be blown away. I mean, you, you know, you've been around the basketball world long enough, mm-hmm. you know, with your dad and, and with all the all the basketball you've been around when it's time to rally the basketball community rallies. Mm-hmm. And and we watched coaches from all over the country do whatever they could to support our young men and women in California getting on the court this year. And I mean, we, you know, we didn't require contact information because we wanted people to be able to speak freely. But you know, when you, when you get into the comment section of everything, like, I, I don't know how, I don't want to put an exact number on it and skew our data, but a large number of people put, Hey, here's my number. Here's my email. Call me, text me. Let me, let me know what I can do. If you need anything more from me, wow, let me know. Super if you awesome. didn't get enough responses from our state. Let me know. Like it, it was unbelievable. I think we had, we had over, 
over 680 responses when it was all said and done. That is super awesome. That's super awesome to hear. And yeah, yeah, I, I just I, I think that is really cool that you guys are, are doing in that getting hard numbers, getting, you know, responses from real people who are dealing with this, too. I think that that is super awesome. But um, uh, another topic I kind of wanted to get into, I, I my opinion on and I've said this on my show before, um, you know, what we had right now with um, vaccine, vaccines going out and, and being distributed, um, you know, I think the reality is, is that, you know, coaches, refs, players, people who that would be involved in the games, uh, they're not going to see that vaccine anytime soon unless they're teachers or they work in, 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 uh, in, me- in the medical field. Um, but I feel like the way moving forward is through more efficient and affordable rapid testing. So like if I could, because right now rapid tests are extremely expensive, mm-hmm. it, but if I can get a rapid test for like five bucks um, and I could prove like, Hey, this is what I, you know, I tested negative. I can go play my game. Um, I think that is kind of the, the way forward here. Um, I just wanted to know what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, I need to give credit where credit's due. And, and Governor Newsom actually was very, you know, generous in his last, you know, statement on youth sports. He offered to pay for testing across the state to get kids back playing high school sports. Now, it wasn't, oh, wow. you know, the, the sport I'm most directly involved in. So, you know, yet, you know, he, he offered to pay for it when sports get cleared. So for, for high contact sports as they're cleared. So right now, football and water polo uh, are going to be tested weekly. Um you know, and, and he offered to pay for that, which was a big hurdle as we tried to, when I say we, the basketball community tried to figure out a way forward and, you know, where, where was CIF in the whole deal and what were they doing? And as they communicated that to us and that they thought, you know, even CIF confirmed that they thought testing would be a hurdle uh, financially at some point if, if it was a requirement to play and, you know, to burden schools with that cost even more. You know, Gov- Governor Newsom stepped up. For sports and and there's no you know we we get caught up in a lot of political talk uh you know trying to get kids back on the court and back in the gym but it's really an apolitical movement to support kids it doesn't it doesn't know one side of the aisle from the other just like the virus doesn't and uh you know to support our kids shouldn't shouldn't be an act of, of politics and, and governor newsom stepped up in that instance and, and really supported student athletes so i i agree that the quicker we can get test results turned around, um, the more safe we can make it, you know, we can reassure everybody that they're safe. Um, and then those that, that are sick, we can take appropriate measures to make sure that, you know, they don't come, you know, they don't endanger anyone else potentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I th- thank you for, for sharing that. I did not know that, that, uh, governor Newsom offered to, to pay for testing that, that is, that is really huge. So, Shout out to him for, for, for offering to do that. Um, I think another criticism, um, you know, specifically towards this movement um, is that people are concerned that not, ne- not necessarily about themselves, um, like players specifically, or, or even like younger coaches, you know, those who are um, a bit more healthier, stronger immune system. Uh, they're not so concerned about themselves, but how do we try and make a safe space for a kid who, who maybe lives with grandma, who's got uh, a compromised immune system? And, and also, are 14 through 18-year-olds 
are they ready to take on that responsibility um, to to be safe? You know, that's that's an excellent question. It does. I, I think kids have had to grow up a lot over the last eleven months, and in in ways um, they probably never imagined. Ways ways you know we never imagined as, as adults that we would have to help them through. Um, but it's what it's what we have. We absolutely need to take care of our most vulnerable. How do we do that with, with, you know, just hypothetically a young man who, like you said, lives with grandma and, and there may be some, you know, health conditions there beyond age, or even if it is just age, um, you know, we need to be extra cognizant of that. And we need to allow our student athletes the freedom to choose to play or not to play, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't need to be this, uh, this bogus coach speak, wink, wink. Hey, you can, you can opt out if you want, but you know, I'm going to call you names behind your back. If you do, you know, if, if a player doesn't feel safe right now or their, their home doesn't permit a safe return to play, they should absolutely be able to opt out. No penalty, uh, you know, no repercussions when it's safe. And if, if, you know, they're vaccinated in the home, I, I think the good thing is, you know, the elderly, are, are getting the vaccines. That's another positive that's happening right now. The vaccine is getting out there at a much more rapid rate over the last week or two. So, um, you know, they move, I know in our County and out here in Ventura County, they, they moved to stage one B where educators, you know, are being vaccinated. So, um, it's, it's definitely a caution. It's not something that we take lightly. Like you said earlier, we're not a bunch of science deniers going, Oh, don't worry about grandma. No, yeah. that's something we, you know, each program would have to would have to take into account with with children that live with with elderly relatives. And is it safe for them to be a practice every day? And, um, you know, what's their comfort level with it um, is part of the equation, too. Yeah, because I mean, we've seen it, you know, even at the college level NBA, you know, a lot of these guys have been, you know, they've had to isolate themselves just to be mm-hmm. able to play and not, not just like you know, isolating when you travel, but like even when they get home and, and stuff like that. And, and it's, that's going to be a lot, I think mentally too, um, for, you know, kids of that age to handle, but are you willing to give up some of your freedoms, your, your liberties, what, whatever it may be so that you can get back on the court? Um, and I think you're absolutely right in what you're saying that, that they need to be able to make that decision for themselves. Well, right. And like you said, it's a little bit, I mean, it's, it's a whole different challenge at the collegiate level. And I'm sure you've talked to some of the West coast elite guys, you know, with your AAU connections that are freshmen in college, right? It's far from the freshman experience. I think they envisioned, mm-hmm. uh, at, at one point, I mean, I've heard, I, I, I don't want to over dramatize, but I've, I've heard some really tough stories where, where coach I'm, I'm going to my dorm and I don't even have any roommates. Like, you know, coach mm-hmm. doesn't want me around anybody else. I got to live alone. I don't even live with other members of the team right now. Like, you know, because because they want to be able to isolate in case, you know, there is an infection. And, and, and I think sometimes there's a I, I would never want and I'm, I'm as competitive as anybody, but especially in this situation, I would never want an over competitive side to, you know, for I mean, not even go near the virus. I don't want that to influence anything there, but I would never want to alter someone's high school experience mm. because I'm saying, hey, don't you dare do X, Y, Z, because if this, then our season's going to get canceled. It's already been altered and this, that, and the other. No, you, you hope that there's a responsibility and they feel a, a level of uh, camaraderie and responsibility to their teammates that they do act 
uh, appropriately when they're not with us because we're not bubbling up in high school and we're not we're not mini bubble like college. We're definitely not doing full NBA bubble. They're going to be on their own yeah. uh, for quite a bit. So you hope they just feel, um, you know, some responsibility there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, another thing, too, I wanted to, to touch on, I, I saw the other day, um, you know, there's the occasional, you know, Twitter banter. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I saw uh, Eric Sonheimer, he, he tweeted uh, sometime this past week. Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and pull it up here. Absolutely. I, I think I know where you're getting at, but yeah, I'll let you get there. You, you know. <laughs> All righty. So, yeah, Coach, like you said, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. You already kind of know where I'm getting at. So th- this is what he he tweeted. Uh, he says, you know how basketball can have a season in California? Start following the rules and guidelines. Games and practices are being played in gyms in Orange County and elsewhere. Why should anyone trust people involved in basketball? It's a problem, and I don't have I don't have solution. I think he meant to say I don't have the solution. Um, and, you know, shout out to Sandy because I know he means well. Um, and I pushed back on this tweet because uh, I didn't think it was really fair. There, there are outlets out there like um, Bring Your Game LA, Hoops 2.0. Uh, they're safely running events. They're, they're, they haven't had any breakouts that I know of. Um, and they're they're not out there being being flippant. They're they're trying to be as safe as possible. Um, but but to his point, um, I'm also hearing that there are certain places unnamed out there. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna you know go snitching on no, anybody I'm... right now. Um, but they're out there. No places packed. No masks. No protocols. Just being flippant about it. Um, do you think these people are hurting the chances of starting a season like Sandy pointed out? You know, I, I, I disagree with, with Eric fairly regularly, but I do give him credit that he, he has cared about high school athletics uh, for a long time and given coverage to young men and women that wouldn't get coverage without him. So, so I do give him credit there, and it's okay for us to disagree. But where I, where I start to struggle with that specific point is, one, it paints all of basketball with the same brush, mm-hmm. which – there, there's so many subdivisions within basketball. You know, there's AAU, there's high school, there's park and rec, there's youth, there's 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 all this stuff. And to paint all high school coaches with the same brush or all AAU coaches with the same brush, especially when there's so much crossover between the two, is is unfair as well. So so yeah, I mean, and then and then we sometimes we got to look at the greater good. Is there a certain point where where I think club directors and um, AAU coaches right now are weighing the risks and I'm sure they're discussing it with, you know, the families of the kids they're coaching and it's, we feel it's safe to go play. And while I can't do that as a high school coach right now, because I, you know, I have to answer to a school district. I have to answer to a principal and a superintendent and an athletic director. Um, and I, you know, I, I still think those club coaches, have to answer all those questions internally. And I think they do. I don't, I don't know the, the, you know, the, the battle between AAU and high school is not as real as people want to make it, or it shouldn't be as real as some people make it because both can exist and both can exist greatly while doing great things for the same kids. And, um, you know, most AAU coaches I know that are just AAU coaches 
are fantastic coaches and fantastic people and are in it for the right reason. And just because they don't coach in a high school doesn't mean they're the flippant ones out there. Now there are the flippant ones out there that, yeah, are, are hurting. They're not just hurting our cause. They're, they're hurting the case rates. They're hurting, uh, our ability to, to say, look, we can do this safely. Um, but that's in any sport that's out there playing without protocols. And I don't, if, if there's any sport out there playing without protocols right now from, you know, club football that popped up to, mm-hmm. to the baseball tournaments, to basketball, then I, I don't really want to be around those kind of people anyway, as a, as a coach, as a, as a man, as a father, I, I think most people, once they figure out that there's no protocols, aren't really comfortable with this. Cause I've talked to coaches, you know, club coaches, especially in our area that have, gone to certain tournaments and they said, man, that one was buttoned up tight. They, you know, you were in one door, you were out the other. There was no lingering. They cleaned after every game. There were no fans. There were temp checks. There were masks. There were, you know, they were, they were concerned about people. And then they, you know, they tell me about a tournament they were at another weekend and they go, yeah, we're not, we're not going back to that one. That was, uh, you know, fans in the stands, mask optional, uh, you know, minimal health screenings, uh, cross traffic going in and out of doors. And, you know, club coaches don't want anyone getting sick. They care about their kids. They care about their families. You know, I, I think I think it's really unfair to paint with such broad strokes when there's such nuance. And, and obviously Twitter doesn't always allow for nuance, but mm-hmm. there's there's such nuance to this issue and there's such nuance just within the game of basketball. Um, I, I, you know, I voiced my displeasure with that. If, you know, if if he's got a platform and he wants to stop people from, uh, you know, speak, you know, from speakeasy basketball, as some people are calling it, then, then he should speak up. He's got a platform to stop it. Um, but to just throw out wild speculation that all basketball is bad and everybody's breaking the basketball rules somewhere is a little unfair. Yeah. And, and I think because Sandy isn't necessarily in that realm um, you know, he, he covers a wide range of sports, um, that he, he might not understand that. Um, but once yeah, again, I, yeah. mean, I, I just struggle. He was, he was, I'm sorry to cut you off, but he was beating the drum against football club for a month. And now he just acts like if we don't play basketball, it's because there's club basketball going on. Well, football's going off right after club football, like yeah. it happened, you know, high school football is. So, so the, the argument kind of falls on itself, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, and, I, like, I, I put out there when I tweeted him back, uh, don't otherize all of basketball. Um, don't just think we're all lumped in together thinking um, that we, we all don't care about health and we're all just going and playing pickup and pack gyms and uh, no masking. We're all hanging out together like that's no like I, I've talked to other coaches as well and they're like no we're we're not about that right now we're we're trying to actually get back to playing here um so yeah I, I think that's where yeah where he kind of kind of faltered uh there as well but um what, what, what let me know like what where are you guys at right now as an organization where what what's What's in the works, I guess, in for a lack of better of better terms, like um, what are you guys currently, you know, trying to work towards, trying to work on? So we've got all that data that came in from out of states. We've got it compiled, and here's where uh, our team of four I, I mentioned earlier with Patrick 
Nancy and Jen is going to get really nervous when they're listening to it because they think I'm going to start spilling the beans right now. And I've been told, you know, we can't let this information get out in a drip. We need it to be a very powerful presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right, Coach. I won't tell anybody. I won't let any of the no, stays I, between I, me I, and you. I, 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 know your, <laughs> I know your listenership. So uh, I uh, – Nah, no one data, listens to this show. No one does. That's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> um, the data is going to be out there really soon and we're really excited to share it we've just got to get it in a presentable format that we we don't have multiple shots at having an impact with this data um so we've got to get it out there the right way the first time and uh our team it's literally i literally got off a zoom call with them uh a little bit ago they're they're literally putting it all together right now we're working with a pr firm in the morning that's a little you know, more, more well-versed on, on how to package some of this stuff and how to get it to the appropriate media hands, um, you know, directly, um, you know, not just a social media, you know, tag here or there. Um, but we are, we are excited about that. Uh, really excited about that. And we're hoping, uh, we're optimistic. We've been told that, uh, we'll get a meeting with the governor's office, um, in the near future. And hopefully we can, you know, have a dialogue with, with, you know, the, the right minds and the right people making these decisions. And we can show them, look, here's, here's what we learned. And this, this is all valid. And we'll show you, we'll show you our work. We'll show you our process on how, on how we got to this, this place. But, um, that would, that was really successful for the football coaches. I think there's a, you know, there's, there's a miss communication a misunderstanding at the highest levels of what actually goes on maybe sometimes in a practice or um you know what what the day-to-day dynamic of a of a high school sport no matter what it is actually is um and so we just we just want to be able to advocate uh like i keep saying for a safe return we think the data will show that um we're, we're optimistic that we will get an audience uh, with the governor's office uh, in the very near future. And, you know, when, when we send this data to them before our meeting, it may, it may, you know, it may remove the, the, the need for a meeting. They may look at it, interpret it. And they, they, you know, they've been working on this, you know, they've got a lot of things to work on right now, but I know this is one thing that they are working on. And um, I'm hopeful that, you know, the, the phone calls that they've made to other states and the people that they've talked to in other states is reinforcing what we're going to show them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hopeful that we can be back, you know, we can get everybody uh, back in the gym safely really soon. I, I think, you know, I get over optimistic. I'm bad against the press. I get sped up easily. I get excited when, when this stuff starts happening behind the scenes. So I, I wish I could say, hey, it was going to be this week. Uh, but I think our team would kill me if I promised that. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't want to promise anything, get anyone excited. What I want, you know, all the players and families that, that, that listen to you to know is that there's a ton of good people doing a ton of good work and working really, really hard nonstop for them. Uh, and that, you know, we're not going to stop until, you know, there's a safe return to play. Awesome coach. Um, why don't you let my listeners know as we wrap things up here um, how they could support you guys, uh, where maybe where they could find you guys on social media, and if they want to, you know, contribute, how how they could do that? Absolutely. The best thing they can do right now, if, if 
they want to contribute financially, there's there's a let them play Facebook group that's for every sport. It's a it's sixty thousand members strong. I think it's growing by the day, maybe more than that now. Um, but there's there's all kinds of facts in the let them play Facebook group uh, on on how they can financially support. But if that's not their mode of of support that's preferred for them, uh, there's all kinds of different offshoots for every every sport under let them play. Now we've got one for basketball. Uh, we you know volleyball and wrestling have theirs. If they want to dedicate their time, all they got to do is pop up in one of those Facebook groups and go, hey, I've, I've got a few hours to help. And there is no doubt they will get uh, plenty of tasks uh, handed to them, you know, and in, in what they feel they're good at. Um, you know, there's there's plenty uh, of different ways to contribute. It doesn't just have to be financial, although I think Brad would like to, like me to say that, you know, uh, financial donations are definitely welcome uh, at the Let Them Play headquarters. <laughs> All righty, Coach, thank you. Um, um, thank you so much for, for coming on the, on the podcast. Um, you guys, go check, go check them out. Go check out Let Them Play um, if you want to support bringing indoor sports uh, back to California. So, uh, Coach, thank you. Thank you once again for coming Th on. Thanks. Hope I can come on uh, in the near future and just talk some basketball. Yeah, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Sounds good. I appreciate it. That'll do it for episode 16. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to rate, leave a review, subscribe if you dig the show. If you want more info about future shows or just want to interact, follow me on social at Bryce Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, thank you and until next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube